you have to decide. You have to make a, a, a decision and, and stick with it. That's it. You know, and it, it sounds easy, but it's it's not. It's really not. I mean, there, life life happens for all of us, right? So I'm sensitive to that, that, you know what, I get it, you know. We're going to come up with other things that can happen on our weekends and our Saturdays and our Sundays and, oh, we can't make it over. Like, okay, it's going to happen, but what would you do? What will you do to get the deal done? Rivers, with some time, shuffles, turns, and he's going for the whole ball of wax, and this one is caught. Touchdown. Big time wide receiver. All right, what's going on, BE3? Welcome back to Happy Agent Podcast. I am Jeff Beggins, your host again, with Mr. Mike Puma. What's up, everyone? And today, we've got a really cool guest with us today, Mr. Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson himself, which is a really cool become a good friend, great business partner and one hell of a talented athlete and I think you've got a really cool story and so as it's evolving into what you've been able to build kind of a whole empire from a real estate perspective um, you know for those of you who love you from playing with the Bucks here and just following your whole right. career um, I'd love to hear just kind of the the Vincent story from from your from your mouth if you kind of bring us back to wherever you want to start it and then we'll kind of evolve it into real estate and all the, the happy agent podcast, sure. which is what, what this is about is it, it's both ultimately following your dreams and your passions and all the hard work that goes along with that. So there's no better package of following your and hard work, dedication and goals and, and to make it work than you. So thank you. Welcome to the thank podcast. You. Happy to have you here. Thank you guys. I really appreciate the invitation. Um, yeah. So my story, I mean, I, I really like to always start at the grassroots of being a military brat. Um, you know, my father served 21 years in the army. Uh, my mom served a few years, but just that lifestyle and, and being engaged with, uh, you know, living overseas, you know, dealing with a deployed parent, you know, that interaction and that diversity, you know, really made me more well-rounded. It really helped me focus on, you know, education, right. Was, 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 was a priority in my family. So, um, you know, moving around every two to three years, it's tough, man. Changing schools, making new friends, uh, you know, trying to keep up on your curriculum. It's, uh, it, was, it was a unique experience, but it, it, it definitely, you know, made me who I am today. So I think that that's kind of the core of, you know, what I was able to accomplish. You know, even as an athlete, I think that the, it goes back to kind of being a military brat and, uh, you know, folks on education. Um, graduated high school. In Colorado Springs, where, with where did you live? Over, yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. So I was born. I was born in Louisiana, uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana. I was born. I lived there till we were about. I think I was about six years old. Did a brief stay in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, with my grandparents on my maternal side, because my dad was training down in uh, somewhere in Texas, and so it was ready for him to do his education, so we can move to our next for his next station, and so me and my mom basically lived with my grandparents for about a year. And then we went to Grafenveer, Germany was right. where we lived. And, you know, Europe is very tight knit. So, I mean, that was one of my favorite memories. And I was old enough. Again, I was like, you know, eight to 10 years old, you know, 12 years old. So it was like 
that experience of being able to travel and, and see different cultures and um, a different way of life, just, just different from the, 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 the U.S., uh, you know, lifestyle. Um, so were it just you, were you playing sports there, Vincent? Were you playing sports? I did. That yeah, that's that's kind of when I started. That's kind of when I started. I played soccer. I played baseball, um, basketball. Football was actually the last thing I did. It was actually something I didn't start until really I got back to the states. So that's wild. Um, yeah, being in Europe, you know, soccer is obviously a huge, you know, a huge following and, and a huge sport there. So um, yeah, that's where it's kind of where it started there. And then when we came back to the states, we were actually commissioned to go to uh hawaii my dad had orders to go to hawaii from germany and we literally shipped all of our furniture all of our households we're literally sleeping on like uh like blow up mattresses we even had to ship our dog over there because of the fact that they have to quarantine for like you know three months or something like that two weeks before we go he goes and checks in does his final paperwork and they're like Sorry, Sergeant Jackson, we're changing it up, bro. You're going to Colorado Springs. So, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a blessing in disguise. I would have been a surfer or something, but uh, you know, going to Colorado, you know, changed everything for us. I mean, it was so unknown. We had nothing in our house, and we're literally sleeping on the floor. Man, that's crazy. It's adaptability, though. It's adaptability. It's it's being adjustable, being dynamic, being able to you know just you know just redirect. So um, got to Colorado. Obviously, that's kind of where my dad finished up his career. Um, he retired there um, as a medic. He was in the medical field. Um, worked at the hospital as a first sergeant. And um, man, I went to high school. You know, I basically went middle school, high school there, and then obviously up to University of Northern Colorado, and that was a tough choice. And that's part of, I think part of my story is thinking about, you know, having a 4.1 GPA and, and, and most of my academic uh, or just secondary education uh, funding came from my academics. I got a, I was offered a partial scholarship at a division two school, you know, and I don't know that some sports, some people know what division two mean, but like, it wasn't like I was being recruited by, the Oklahomas and the Miamis and the Florida States, like that didn't happen. I literally had right. nobody, nobody knocking my door. So I was looking at Columbia and University of Northern Colorado. And there's a unique reason for that. I mean, the people are like, why, why? That's a, that sounds like a random school. Where is that? It's in Greeley, <laughs> Colorado, but it has the, uh, the, 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 um, one of the best business schools, I think west of the Mississippi, I think they're ranked in the top 10. So, so I think this is, this is an interesting moment then for you. So did you, because I played baseball in college, right? Division two. Now division two baseball is probably a little bit different than division two football, just in the way that it, it's put out there. Sure. But, but I can tell you, I was going to school at that point in my life. I was going Sorry. to college to play baseball, not going to college to get my degree. Now that quickly shifted for me, right? As priorities change. But I was literally mentally, I was like, hey, listen, if I got to go to class so I can go play baseball, I'll do that. And I wasn't a terrible student. I wasn't a Columbia student. So <laughs> I guess for you, though, were you going to go to business school and you were just happy to be able to play football while you did it? Or were you going to play football and we're just going to do, you know, 
still continue to, to get a business degree too? Nope. It was education first, man. I, I made a decision on going to a college to go get my education. And I was just happy to be able to play sports because I like to awesome. do it. You know what I mean? I was, I was, you know, I was a decent enough athlete. Actually, I was better. Basketball was my first love to tell you the truth. Um, my high school team was, you know, I think all five of our starters, you know, we made it to the finals multiple times in the state of Colorado and, you know, all five of our starters played collegially. So um, I actually played basketball as well as football my sophomore and junior years. Wow. So, yeah, that and, and God bless it. It was the longest, longest two years of my life. It was so hard to play two sports and balance education. I mean, I'm literally going from starting in like, you know, June for football training, starting the season, getting rolling, finishing October, going straight to the basketball court, playing through March, going straight into spring football. You know, it's like, it was long, man. I mean, it was very, very taxing, but it, 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 it helped me learn, um, you know, just, just planning out, you know what I mean? Like, you know, allocation of my time, um, working with my professors, doing what I needed to do to keep my GPA up and do everything educational wise that was more valuable to me at that time. I mean, I didn't even know that I would even be a considered prospect professionally until end of my junior year. Right. And that's when scouts started showing up. You know what I mean? I was playing well. And, um, you know, my, my coaches started saying like, look, if you stay healthy, if you finish this year strong, you play your senior year strong, you have a good opportunity to get, you know, not just, just, just an opportunity to go and, and, and do some, some training and do some evaluations, go to the combine, things like that. So it was a, it was a very unique experience, man. I mean, being a, a small school guy that, you know, you know, this as baseball, you know, D2, like, it's not like everybody's pounding your door, right? No. It's just, no. you know, it's just like you, you're, you're playing for the love of the game. You're hoping to develop yourself and develop your skills. But um, I was just fortunate, man. I, I, I don't know how else to, to explain it. I was, you, I was lucky. Now, were you getting looked at in basketball too? No, no. I'm, no I mean, okay. at six, at six, at six, five, I'm a, I'm a normal cat. You know what I mean? I, I'm just a normal guy. I mean, I'm short. I'm a point, I'm a point guard. You know what I mean? There's point guards that are six, eight. I mean, come on, Ben Simmons, he's six ten, and he's a point guard. Like, I mean, so I was, I was not a unique talent in basketball as much as I, I, I mean, I did well. I led my team and, you know, I, I led the team in scoring and rebounds for two years, but I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just another run of the mill basketball athlete. But football is unique. When you have a six-five guy that can run four-four and you know is athletic, there there was a there was a skill set there that drew drew some attention. Yes, for sure. What I think is interesting about this is the amount of just mental, right? The, the mental capacity, all of the years that went into the strength and the conditioning and the discipline and the mindset, because you can't just be half-assed athlete and then eventually get tapped and have scouts there to, to take you to go pro so i mean look at the sacrifices the the just those two years you were talking about from the basketball to the football and the discipline and the schedules and getting all that in together it's it's unbelievable how much time that you put in and and most importantly he was putting it in you were putting it in vincent before you even thought you had a shot right that's the coolest part of it it's because it was the love of the game it was the sport 
That's right. That's right. It's, um, you know, it was, it was to, to, to be a, a good teammate, to be a good team player, you know, to be a good student, you know, to be a good son, you know, and a friend, like, you know, so it's just, it was just, it's just a structure, you know, that I was blessed to grow up with, um, you know, that my parents, you know, you know, developed me with, with, you know, core values. I mean, I, I, if we want to retract a little bit, uh, I worked every job, I think, growing up. I was a, you know, a Kirby vacuum cleaner, you know, vacuum cleaner sales, salesman. Um, I, I, worked, I worked in the back of the house and kitchen. That's what I got me into, like, a little bit of, of restaurants that I'm still a part of. Um, I, I was a cook, a line cook. I was a host. Um, I served – I delivered Domino's pizzas, like, as soon as I got my driver's license. Um just a lot of diversification, you know what I mean? That goes on top of the diversification of going, being a military kid. So to me, it just, it's just what it was. Right. I mean, I didn't know anything else. Right. It's just, you work hard, you, you, you go to school, you know, you, you take care of your business and you know, good things will happen. So I, I was very blessed. And you know, those things, uh, again, could I have had an injury or something, you know, change that whole story? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, good things happen when you just, you know, you try to do things right. But I think that, that mental fortitude, and I want everyone to take that away, of at a young age, you knowing and committing to the fact that, yeah, you know what, I'm a pretty good athlete, but I'm going to go to school. And if I get to keep, continue to play sports, that's awesome. But I'm going to go do this because this is a higher priority. I like both but I want my business degree, right? And I want a very good business degree from a good school. And that's what you did. And knowing that and then committing to that is huge because I was the opposite, right? I was going for baseball. And sure. if, you know, if I got hurt, I, when I was 18, when I had first committed to university, I would have been destroyed. Now I ended up getting hurt, right? Now, thank God at that point, you know, I was dating my now wife. And she slapped some sensibility into me and said, hey, you know what? You're, you're doing this for more than just yourself. And I was able – so when I got hurt and it all went away, it wasn't destructive. But you see a lot of people that when they're committed to, to just sports, when it ends, they go into a very bad place. So well, but I, it's but just I think that, you come into that's huge. Yeah, and I just think that sometimes, you know, athletes and, – and, and God bless it, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but like, you know – our athletic system and programming starting at like kids at a young age right now is so centralized on them trying to make it right. Like trying to make it to the pro level, like, and it's, you know, it, it, it's seven on sevens. It's, it's ESPN. It's like, and these kids get so much attention that didn't happen when we were growing up. Right. I mean, at our age, yeah. like that, that wasn't happening. I didn't have opportunities to play it you know, some seven on seven league that's going to be at, you know, the Disney world of sports, you know what I mean? You know, and, 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 and be on ESPN. Like, yeah. so these kids get under this spotlight and it's always about training and it's sports and it's year round and their parents get sucked into it. So the parents are just doing sports, sports, sports. And it's like, guys, the percentage of making it is very, very tiny. It's minute, you know, minuscule. And so you need to be focusing on that education piece. Like, I, I hate to say it. I'm saying, like, don't take away from it. Like, keep working on it. If you love it, you got a passion, go for it. But 
the education, something you can fall back on. Because even if you do make it, guess what? You know, what are the average careers? I don't know what the average career is in baseball, but I know in football it's like two and a half, three years maybe. So, end of the day, I always knew in the back of my mind, okay, I'm going I'm get, I'm getting drafted by the San Diego Chargers, but guess what? I'm only going to be playing for like two or three years. So I was already focusing on working with professionals. I started using my off seasons to meet up with attorneys, doctors, real estate developers, you know, restaurateurs, like trying to educate myself so that I had a plan B. Like I didn't want to just, you know, something happened, whether it's a coaching change or an injury, like you just don't know when that day is coming. And I saw a revolving door every season of new guys coming in, other guys getting, you know, released or, or, you know, just cut, you know? So I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I could be the same one. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, I was a rock star when I started, I was playing special teams and just started kind of playing a little bit more receiver. So I didn't know, you know, what my, you know, career would look like. So I was planning for what I'm going to be doing for the majority of my professional career for the next 30 years. What would I be doing? All right. So football, you know, is this, what I'm going to do for my family and everything else is going to be a lot longer. Well, and, and you've, you know, that, that plan has really proven itself to play out the way that you thought it would. Right. And, and, and not it probably in the way that you thought it might, you know, with a two to three year career, because, you know, for those of you that don't know, this is probably one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet that has had the level of success he's had on and off the field. You know, we're talking about a guy who didn't have a two to three year career because he probably won't talk much about this, but we're talking about a guy who had a 12 year career. who made the pro bowl three times. who had six 1000 plus yard receiving years. Mm-hmm. Like that's who we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy that I used to literally go take very early in my fantasy football draft because my brother was, was obsessed with getting Vincent Jackson on his team. So my whole mission in life was to get you before he would pick you just to piss him off. Right? Like, this is literally what I lived for. But that, this is the career you had. So you ended up having a, an amazing NFL career, but leveling all these things in that have now played out. And I would argue, which we'll dive into here in a minute, that what you've accomplished and what you do for the community here in Tampa – and probably elsewhere, I just know what you're doing here locally, the impact you've had off the field here in Tampa, just with the charities and everything you're doing, is probably even bigger than the impact you had on the field. So I think your plan has really played out. No, that's uh, and I and I appreciate that, Mike. Um, and and I hope I hope uh, I did well for you those seasons you drafted. You did. Sometimes, you did you know? actually. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're right. we're good. We're good. We'll, we'll call um, it even. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, no, but it, that that that's always been a priority. Um, philanthropy started, you know, at a very young age for me. You know, my father used to take me out to do, you know, highway cleanups, Salvation Army feedings, um, like just whatever we could do. Like we were doing this at a very young age, like seven, eight years old. Like I started getting integrating into, uh, you know, giving back to wherever we lived, wherever we were at. We were going to go do something at least a couple times a month to give back. So it was something that just been integrated for me. So, you know, me starting my foundation here in Tampa in 2012, when I got here as a free agent, um, couldn't have been a better timing, man. I've been so blessed. And honestly, it's not just me. I don't want to, I got to, again, the humility of it, but it takes a team. It really takes a team. 
I had to have the right staff, the right people, the right, you know, volunteers around. And obviously having McDill Air Force Base here in Tampa, it was just the right time. I mean, I was doing a ton, you know, my seven years in San Diego, you know, with all types of different, you know, pediatric cancer and, you know, boys and girls clubs, doing all that. And I enjoyed it. And I would, I would still be doing it, but I, I knew I wasn't ready to put my, you know, name on a true entity as a foundation is a business, right? I mean, it's a, it's a 501c3. I mean, it's a lot of responsibility and compliance and you got to be able to operate it the right way. So getting to Tampa, it couldn't have been better timing, man. I got the right folks around me and, um, you know, it's a huge military supporting community. So, you know, I, I started the foundation, Jackson and Action 83 Foundation, and I couldn't be more proud of what we've accomplished, what we continue to build um, with, uh, you know, our, our military mom's baby shower, our youth in action uh, activity camp, which, again, this year is a little bit unique with COVID and stuff. We couldn't be able to do that, but we're still going to find ways to integrate with these these families, right? And the core basis of that foundation is supporting the spouses and the kids and God bless it. We do support the active duty military service members, you know, men and women that are making the ultimate sacrifice. But the bigger deal that I was a part of was being a military kid, right? What it meant for me to have to move around and understanding what it was a struggle and, and for my mom, you know I me mean? not having any tenure, right? She's having to change jobs, you know, every two to three years because my father's getting a different station. So we really focus on the spouses, the children, and that military family structure. It's huge. And it's not a positive thing that people don't want to talk about a lot. I mean, we all see the, you know, the, the, the red, white, and blue commercials and the social media. But honestly, there's a high divorce rate. There's a high, you know, struggling with, with, with education with these military kids, right? So we're trying to bridge that gap. If you come to Tampa and you're stationed at McDill, we're going to make sure that you have all the support you need. You get connected to the civilian community. So you don't feel, you know, just like you're out there floating and, and, and it becomes divisive for that family. So that's kind of our, our basis. Yeah. I knew you guys were doing I an amazing th job. I mean, that's just, see, the whole topic of, of what we do, you know, we've been spending, we're, we're very happy to have you part of our team and our company and the real estate world too. And what we really talk about is what puts a big ass smile on your face. That's kind of like an underlying theme of the company. And until you know what that is, there's really no fulfillment, right? Because you're just kind of running through the motions and trying to do what exactly. other people think you should do. And that's why we call this a happy agent, right? Is because it's not money necessarily. I mean, sure, let's be honest. Money does help. It gives you options. It gives you the sure. connections and the ability to do stuff. But it's really what the stuff is that <laughs> money helps you create. So you've worked your butt off for so many years and an amazing career which um which you got great rewards for and you deserve every bit of it but what you've done with that is is tremendous you don't have to do the things that you're doing you don't have to give back the way that you're giving and but you do and i know you just the, the hearts there because it makes you happy right the things that you see you talking about that, that's when you light up no you're exactly right and that's what i try to always pour through any of my entities, right? Anything I'm a part of, I really want the team to understand that we are, we are going to give back, right? We're going to be a, a very active member in our community because 
there's nothing more rewarding than seeing, you know, you improve the lives of other people. I hate to say that. I mean, there's, there's nothing more rewarding regardless of the financial side. Yeah. We do want to make money. You know, we want to be successful, but I'm telling you, man, like lighting up the, the, the face of a spouse or some kids, you know, or an expecting mother, like those type of things, those are the, the, the roots of, of what, you know, make me happy that make me smile. So, um, you know, that's what we're excited about. I'm excited to partner with you guys, you know, creating our beacon, our beacon group, um, with the real estate and it's just the beginning of it, right? It's the tip of the iceberg, right? There, there's so many things that we can, we can do together, um, development wise and, and growth in other places. I mean, we're active throughout the, you know, United States, Ohio, Nevada, California, you know, multiple places, Colorado. So I, I, I just couldn't be more excited to, to have the acumen that you guys are bringing to educate me because I'm a, I'm a lifetime learner, right? I, I, I couldn't be more humble to be around you, Jeff, and be around Craig and be around Mike and, and, and the entire team. Like, it's just uh, what you guys have shown me, you know, in the last, you know, six to, you know, 12 months, we've been kind of dating, um, to get this finally rolling is, is very exciting for me because one, I just, it's just me. I'm just a nerd like that. Right. I just, I, I'm a, I'm a deal guy. Like I love development. I love teamwork. I love education. I love marketing. Like that part of the business side of me, um, is very, very, um, you know, it's engaging. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity. What do you, what do you like about, what do you like about the real estate? I mean, you're in, I couldn't even imagine. I know a bunch of the businesses you're in. You're in a ton of industries. You've got your hands in a bunch of different aspects and you're very well in all of it. What is it about real estate and development and creation? What do you like about it? Um, well, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it has a multitude of, of services that, 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 that make me smile. It's um, one, I, I enjoy development. I love underwriting. I love putting a deal together. I love finding an asset, you know, planning it out getting some, some bids, you know what I mean? Like putting it together. But I also understand that, guess what? If I can find two, three homes in, in, a, in a distinct location, guess what? I can improve a community. I can raise a valuation, you know, and the appreciation of, for every, every homeowner in that community. So it's, it's, you know, it helps me feel like I'm being philanthropic, but I'm also being business savvy. That's a great so take, way. That's a, so take us back because so you have this great career, right? 12 seasons in the NFL, which finishes here in Tampa Bay. You get, when did the entrepreneurial side really take off? Was it while you were still playing? Did you wait and kind of, as it was, as you were fading out of your career and decide to hang it up, then you jumped in. When did, when did the businesses and development and all that start to start to happen for you? Um, I started, I started when I was actively playing. Um, it was probably around my third or fourth year in the league that I, um, that I started, you know, spending that time in the off seasons I mentioned earlier, um, where I wanted to go out to find successful professionals, right? People that are doing well, doing well, not only in their own profession, but they're doing well investment wise. Right. And I was like, what do you, what do you do with your, for, for passive income? Like, what are you investing in? Like, what are your passions? And I would literally take their business cards when I would be lucky enough, you know, fortunate enough to, to, to go to some sort of, you know, philanthropic event and, and get their business cards. I would follow up. I would call them and say, I would love some time at your office. If you can just let me be a fly on the wall, I want to be around and just 
absorb because I believe in osmosis. I really do. I think if you're around the right people and you're around the right environments and things are, you know, positively happening, guess what? Things you can, you can pick some things up, right? So that's what I did. And so it was probably, you know, I just started investing my time while I was actively playing. You know, I wasn't a, the, the player that, you know, went to be on the boats and, and doing all the fun stuff in the off season, like, you know, those videos, like that wasn't, that wasn't my style. Like I just, I wanted to go continue my education. And one, I probably still had the cloud because I actually finished my degree here at USF in Tampa um, because I was only in school three and a half years. I didn't redshirt. So I, um, I, left, I left after my first semester of my senior year to go start training for the combine and, and the senior bowl, things like that. So I had like, I don't know what it was, maybe like 14 credits left that I needed to finish. And that's, I can't even tell you what kind of cloud that, that, that hung over me. Like being an educational centric guy who cares about my degree and was doing well in school, I could only do so much remotely. I started doing it in San Diego. I got a couple credits knocked out. And then it just, when you get to those upper level management courses, they don't, they don't offer it remotely. I mean, it's just a smaller school, you know? So I had to, they were like, Oh, you come back to Greeley. I'm like, I can't come back to Greeley. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a starting, I'm trying to be a starting wide receiver in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, so I, um, I had to spend my time training and, and, and working out with the team and stuff like that. So literally it took me, there was a gap of like, I don't know, maybe 10 years before I got to Tampa. And I said, you know what? I'm getting this done. I'm getting it done. So when I had already had my businesses started, right, you know, I had the CTV started, multiple restaurants, uh, some other, you know, medical, some other investments and things like that. Like um, I said, I don't need to do anymore. I don't need to add any more to my plate. What I want to do is go get this degree done. So I, I met up. I was blessed to find some amazing professors at USF that took me under their wing. They allowed to me to work around, you know, they work with my schedule. They understand that I was still playing. I mean, I was literally still playing with the Bucks, and I was going to school. They started in like 2014. It took me two years. I graduated in 2016. So it was one of the proudest moments of my life. I mean, to be able to do that um, as a professional. Um, and finally, because when, when you talk to kids and you talk about education and important education, to, for me to not have that done it was such a kind of a such a you know contradicting burden you know what i mean i didn't want to be uh you know i didn't want to sit here and say hey get your degree go to school and then i don't have mine i'm like oh man i just feel like it just it was really weighing on me so i finally had to go get it done and um it took some work i mean i don't nobody treated me no there was no cakewalk right i mean i didn't want it that way because i care about my education i truly wanted to learn so it wasn't like I was one of those athletes that just got pushed through school. Like, no, it didn't happen that way. I went to school, I went to class. I got my education. I had to write my reports. I had to write, you know, 20 page, you know, essays. Like, I mean, all that, like I did it. I did the work and I couldn't be more proud of that because one, I can not only look at other kids that I talk to, but I can look at my own kids and say, this is the way you do it. Yeah. You got to put right. in the work. Right. And I think, I think, though, that that's where the youth sports, kind of circling back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that's the value youth sports plays into that world as well, right? So I have a 9-year-old and a 6-year-old who both play competitive baseball, and 
my whole thing with them is, you know, listen, if you ever have the chance to play it at an extremely high level, that's awesome. But the reality is what you're really doing here is we're learning to compete. We're learning to work hard. We're learning discipline. I love baseball because it's a game of failure. So every single yep. time they're playing, right, they're learning to fail. They're learning how to overcome and controlling effort, right? And that is, I will say, especially for, for my now 10-year-old who just turned 10, that's the biggest thing that I've seen play out in his in school and everything else because now he's carrying over a lot of those things. And so now it's about what does sport give me for the rest of my life, not what does the rest of my life give me for sports, right? And I think for you, that's clearly played out because you are competitive. You like to win. You like to be successful. But you can tell that your commitment to being the best version of you has really played out on and off the field. So I just want all the audience to really take note of that. Like this is this is someone that you're watching that's been ultra successful in everything that they've really tried to do. And that doesn't mean that he's never failed. Of course he has. No, right? I, oh, oh I've, I've taken some L's. Don't worry. <laughs> we all do, right? But that ability to not really worry about the L's, right? To know that that's just part of the process. And you, there's no way that you accomplish what you've accomplished without a few L's. It's impossible, right? But for most people, they can't get over the L. They don't know how to deal with it. That first L comes, it's like Mike Tyson always, uh, his famous quote of everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? <laughs> I mean, I love that quote. It literally is my favorite quote I think I've ever heard because we do, we all have this plan and then someone punches you and then it's like, what now, right? And so for you, that mental ability to get, to get back to the degree and that commitment, right? So for all of you watching, it's just that commitment. Vincent was committed to what he wanted to accomplish. He wanted that degree. He wanted to finish his school. He wanted to start the businesses. He wanted to have an impact on his community. And he set his sights on it. And he was committed to it. Not interested in it. Committed to it. And it happened. Right? And so that's the biggest difference, I think, for a lot of people that we deal with, especially in the real estate world. Agents are the main audience of this podcast. A lot of them are interested in accomplishing things. They're not committed. To accomplishing things, because if you weren't committed, you, you never would have gone back and got that degree. No, of course, and I didn't have to, right? I didn't have to. That's the thing. Yeah. It was a choice. It was a directed choice that meant something to me, you know, and 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 to what I wanted to stand behind and what I wanted behind my name. Um, so yeah, you're right, agents. I mean, this, you're right. There's some that are just not committed to closing the deal. Sometimes they're just not going to get across the finish line because they're like, you know what? I just, I don't want to put in the time. I want to go do this versus to go do my showing. Like, so see this all the time. You have to decide. You have to make a, a, a decision and, and stick with it. That's it. You know, and it, it sounds easy, but it's it's not. It's really not. I mean, there, life life happens for all of us, right? So I'm sensitive to that, that, you know what, I get it, you know. We're going to come up with other things that can happen on our weekends and our Saturdays and our Sundays and, oh, we can't make it over. Like, okay, it's going to happen, but what would you do? What will you do to get the deal done? That's the decision. And you, if you really want it done, if you really want to sell the property, if you really want to get a, a new buyer, you know what I mean? You know, like get the investment capital. 
if you really want to get that done, you'll get it done. I promise you, you can get it done. You just got to invest the time and, and work it around life, you know, because life happens for all of us. Absolutely. You know, what I was, what I was thinking is that from the level of commitment, Vincent, I bet you in Colorado, there were some days you were freezing your butt off when you had to get oh, up to go God. train. Right. And then there are also days when you're sweating your butt off when you take the extremes from, from wintertime practicing in Colorado <laughs> to, to September in Tampa Bay with oh. those are not fun days, but it's the commitment that that's just part of the process. And from an agent perspective, any business development process, you got to go to work when it's cold. You got to go to work when it's hot. You got to go to work when it's fun. You got to go to work when it sucks because you get committed to the end result, which is really just having fun on the journey. Right. And I know you, you're enjoying this process. You love building something where we were fortunate to all hook up together is Vincent's got a, a, a group of real estate agents and then understanding the value of a team. We saw some, some values of kind of joining forces. We've got people in different positions that we think can be beneficial. And he's got financing arms and mortgages arms. We've got a great real estate arms and training arms and all. So it all, brings together to bring different pieces to that puzzle, which, um, which creates the whole team because you got to, if you don't have a great line, right. And a good quarterback, your skills at wide receiver aren't really that effective. Doesn't matter. Nobody can throw me the ball. That's right. So that's what, from you watching as an agent perspective, you better make sure you're, you've got a team, right? Who's there when you need the help? Who's there to have your back? Who's there to kick you up? Here's there. Who's there to tell you to get up when it's cold. Who's there to help you get up when it's hot, right? That's what it takes. You're absolutely right. And I, and I, and I really, I mean, that, that hits a lot of strokes because what that relates to, I think, in our industry that we're talking about is when there's economic positivity and economic yeah. downfalls, right? When there's inventory shortages and there's inventory surpluses, right? And, and it's hard to find, a, you know, a property. So, like, it's just – it's all relative. It really is. And I, I relate a lot of like my sports career to the military because of the fact that you're moving, right? It could be transient. It could be, you know, you just don't know. I mean, every, every week and every month is something can happen, right? Especially, you know, in the generation that we are in, you know, what we've lived through, through desert storm, you know, and I, you know, Iraq, like, I mean, there's just multiple things that have happened and you just got to be you got to be versatile enough. You got to be willing to wake up every morning and live through the hot and the cold. That's Absolutely. it. I mean, That's look it. at what we've lived through the last 90 days. Right? That's no one no, expected God. this. Don't, yeah, no that's one not expected even, yeah, it. don't get in that. No, <laughs> but I mean, no, no one expected it. And, and here's the thing, though. When you have surrounded yourself with a team of people that are aligned with your commitment, it will work, right? As a company – as a brokerage, we were committed to staying the course and being successful and still helping people right. with buying and selling their homes. So what did we do? Well, we never skipped the beat. We still trained every day. We were still showing up, right? We were, we've been here every single day, just like we were before it all started, just like we'll be after it's all said and done, right? And so if you're an agent with someone who's along that same course and you truly are committed to doing that as well, well, now we're in it together. Right. So that right. day where you don't want to get out of bed, you know that we are. And that's going to help you get out of bed because, you know, we're showing up. Right. If you don't have that, 
if you don't have that team around you, that business partner, those people that are committed to the same goals that you are to the same level, it's not going to work long term. It really right. won't. So you have to dig deep down. And that's a tough conversation to have sometimes. But you've got to be willing then to make a change or realize that you're probably never going to hit your full potential because you don't have that person and you need it. People need support. You need that person. There are days where I don't want to do stuff and just like, dude, we got to hit. Okay, let's go then. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 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 You need that. And we all need that. And so if you don't have that as an Asian watching, you must get it right. Vincent never could have been as successful as he's had. He doesn't have those three pro bowl seasons. If he doesn't have coaches and teammates around him, helping them accomplish that goal, right? So, and, and that carries through in every aspect of life. So I just want to make sure that the audience gets that. And I, and I was blessed, man. I had Hall of Fame coaches. Something I didn't mention was like I had my, 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 my first coach my rookie year was uh, James Lofton, Hall of Famer. Yep. After that in San Diego, I had Charlie Joyner, Hall of Famer, right? I get to Tampa – and you guys, some people may or may not, sports fans, but um, I had, uh, God bless it, what's his name? Um, the coach for the Minnesota Gophers, P.J. Fleck. Oh, Fleck, yeah. The, oh, Fleck, the, yeah. yeah, the dude that's like all over. I mean, it's the, this guy's created fire in the college arena. I mean, I was blessed to have good men in, 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 in tutelage around me that pushed me each and every day, every single drill. And that's what it comes down to. So what you're, what you're saying, Mike, is very important because of the fact that it goes to the minutia of are you willing to do the small work? Are you willing to put in that small time, that small callback, right? Taking a number, taking a, you know, a name, and like getting back in touch and doing your showings, managing your property because – Every day, 15 minutes before practice even started, and excuse my language, hot-ass Tampa Bay, you know, um, like, I had to go out there and do, like, tennis ball drills and, like, you know, these other small little just stance and starts, like, just small things I worked on to make sure that I was going to have, you know, I was going to set myself up for success. So you got to be committed. I mean, you just got to be committed at the end of the day. You have to understand that it takes – the details matter, and it takes that extra effort. And, and focus. Because here's one last thing I want to do Because well, as we wrap this one up is you didn't spend a lot of time kicking the ball, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> okay. And I think this is really important because from an, an agent perspective, we always say everything works. Now, if you had dedicated your career to kicking the ball, you might have been one of the best you know, kickers out there, right? But you didn't. You, you found what you liked, and you, you honed that skill from special teams that evolved into wide receiver. But from an agent perspective, too many of them all over the board. They're doing Fizbo's this week. They'll do expires this time. They'll try some door knocks. They'll try new construction. They'll try to find some teardown lots. They'll try to do some beach homes. They'll try to see if they want to build a condo. Right. You can't. Right. Be, right. You can't and be good. Right. If you didn't stretch that one set of muscles and push those to that limit to be the best you, you could be in that lane, you wouldn't be sitting here with the levels of success that you had. So that's one of the things I know we push the agents nonstop is 
get something that you're committed to and practice. I mean, the, the number of drills that you went through, the number of routes that you ran are probably couldn't even count, right? But they happen for a reason because that's what you were committed to, but you didn't deviate. Nope. You got to be committed. You got to pick, you got to pick a lane sometimes and stick with it. And yes, as an entrepreneur, can I say that? Yeah. Or he, he's doing a restaurant. That, but guess what? When I, when I got involved in certain different industries, I was committed to them. Like I found the, the, the highest and best acumen. I really educated myself. I, I, I put time in, I didn't just, Oh yeah, here's an investment. Like, you know, some people think right. athletes are just, you know, a, a pocketbook, a checkbook. We're just writing checks and just trying to get investment. No, no, I, I'm not like that. I was not some that dude. guy. I, yeah. You have, to, you have, to, I was, I was like, you got to spend time with me. You got to educate me. I want to know the ins and outs of the business. I want to ins and outs of the plans. And I put time in for years before I would even give a dollar. So yep. I had to find the people that were going to do just that, do just that, pick their lane, be very good at what they're doing. And that's why, you know, I'm involved in restaurants that have been open, you know, 10, 12 years when restaurants, you know, average lifetime is 18 months, right? Like, I mean, yep. it's just because I went out, I spent the time to find the highest and best and the people they were going to be the best operators, you know, and I'm not doing a ton. I mean, the real estate, I mean, again, still learning again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lifetime student, still learning, getting better, finding the right network, but it takes a team. I found out that, I mean, I, I do better when I, have the right resources. I can't do it all by myself, right? You know, yeah. so you just got to be humble enough to say, spend your time getting around the right acumen. And when you pick that lane, like you're talking about, stick to it, stay in that lane, because you're right, you cannot do it all. Right. And it, it'll drive you crazy trying. So <laughs> right. have some fun. Well, I'll tell you what, I can just say that we're, we're thrilled to be able to call you friend and business partner, and you're a great person, a tremendous asset to this community, and we're thrilled to have you on our team. So, Hey, I couldn't be more humbled to be a part of the team, so thank you guys. Um, hope to do this again sometime, you know what I mean? Anytime you guys want to, you know, chop it up, I'm, I'm game. All right, we'll do it. Absolutely. All right. Vincent Jackson, right, thank guys. you for your time, my friend. Thanks, and, man. Um, we really appreciate it. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.